The Leafs Bieber jersey, hot or not? I don't like the jersey. We were watching the game last night. I'm like, this is too much not Toronto because I posted it to Instagram quite some time ago. There's like between 60 and 70% of the respondents saying, yes, they like the Bieber Leaf jersey. What's wrong with people? I, You know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I like the traditional jerseys better, but I'm okay with it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Howdy, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to the RP Show. It is uh, a football Friday, although you might not necessarily know that by our guest list today and our show topics, which are coming up. But I do have a lot of it's quality over quantity. Some a lot of great football points coming up. Why did I feel Darren DuPont, the moose, like saying a delicious cheese sandwich? We have a delicious (laughs) cheese sandwich. Waiting for you today at the end of today's RP show. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing really good. Yeah, Tom Green, man. He just cracks me up every time. I don't know why, but he does. A delicious, can I interest you in a delicious cheese sandwich? Yeah, every Netflix fans syllable, right? right? Like it. Uh, right. Uh, can, can you tell I'm ready for the weekend? Uh, I am. Uh, I'm here in South Florida. The Moose is in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, and we're repping our teams, as it were, here as we set sail on your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show on Game Plus Television and YouTube Live. Coming up on the program today, we're going to talk a little March Madness with uh, NBA on TSN analyst and NCAA analyst Leo Routens. The great Leo Routens will be with us in hour one. Also coming up, Jamie Thomas, radio color commentator from Winnipeg Jets Radio. C680 CJOB, Manitoba's information superstation. And Stephen Stamp will be with us to preview another big weekend in the NLL. Because as we all know, every weekend now from here on in is big in the NLL. And uh, the reason I wanted to put in Manitoba's information superstation is we had a very interesting meeting this morning, Moose. You were part of it. And our data analytics and social media content creator, Nelson Vo says, we have such a big following in Winnipeg. And I can tell you that it never gets old to say that we're big in Winnipeg. And uh, I like Winnipeg. I feel like you like Winnipeg. I do. I do. And he's not going to elaborate. That's as far as we're going down the line. Uh, but Jamie Thomas has a couple of interesting CFL stories, too, that he, you know, he's not coming on to talk about that. But we'll get to those a little later on. It has to do with interviewing truculent coaches, okay? So stick around for that. that those are always fun topics. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan, please and thank you. Thank you. You're not going to believe what I'm opening with. Canada's men's soccer team will have to wait to book its ticket to the World Cup a little longer after losing 1-0 to Costa Rica in qualifying play Thursday night. Celso Borges scored the game's lone goal for Costa Rica in first half stoppage time. The Canadians went down a man in the 40, sorry, 34th minute. How could I get that wrong? When Mark Anthony Kay was sent off with his second yellow card of the match, Canada will have another chance to qualify Sunday when it hosts Panama in Toronto. And uh, Moose, that's our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Capital Automall with dealerships all at the prairies, including Capital Ford in Winnipeg, right across the street from Polo Park Mall. What are you paying attention to the most this weekend? 
Do I have to say in the world of sports? I tweeted it some time ago. We're getting some very interesting responses. My options are March Madness, NHL, CFL Combine, or other. And the first person to respond is our former intern, Rachel. She's like, obviously, Canada's game on Sunday. Hello. And she did give it an LOL. But I'll just be honest with you. That's what we do here in terms of being real and authentic. Not even on my radar. But at least, you know, some people are going to say NLL. Some people are going to say junior hockey. Uh, for me, it'll be the NHL. How are you answering that poll question? It's a toughie for you because professionally, you're working in a league that was none of those three things that I just designated. Yeah, of course I'll be following the NLL, but you know what? Honestly, um, March Madness for me. I I love getting into it. I, I watch, and, and my bracket's still alive. So I've been uh, I've been I was watching last night, and I'll be watching again tonight. Hmm. I sold a lot of pink drink yesterday just by drinking it on the air. How about that? Maybe we should sell sponsorship to some some drink. <laughs> because people are paying attention. Anyways, my vote is for the NHL, and we roll into point two. David Pasternak had his 12th career Hattie, scoring the tiebreaker with 4.10 to go to help the Boston Bruins beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 and move ahead of the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions in the Eastern Conference playoff race. And here we go through Thursday's NHL leftovers. In Montreal, Claude Giroux had two assists in his first game for Florida. Fellow newcomer Ben Sherratt set up a goal as well against his former teammates, and the Panthers beat Montreal 4-3. Alexander Barkov, Mason Marchman, Anthony Duclair, and Sam Reinhardt scored for Florida, while Spencer Knight made 28 saves. 4-3 was the score, y'all. The Panthers barely beat the worst team in the NHL. Just putting that out there, that is the talk amongst my South Florida peeps that are hockey fans. They just barely beat Montreal, and I'm going to move on. Travis Konechny scored twice, and Hayden Hodgson had a goal and a helper in his NHL debut as Philadelphia beat St. Louis 5-2. In mini, Joel Erickson X scored 31 seconds into overtime. Cam Talbot made 26 saves, and Minnesota kept rolling with a 3-2 win against Vancouver. That's four in a row for the Wild. The Ottawa Senators erupted with three third-period goals in just over three minutes to beat the Jets 5-2 in Winnipeg. Brady Kachuk scored a pair for the Sens. Shout out, Ottawa. We have a lot of people watching in the nation's capital, I'm told, by our analytics. Josh Morrissey and Kyle Connor scored for Winnipeg. Another big night for Neon Leon. The Oilers sni uh, sniper scored twice, lifting Edmonton to a 5-2 win over the visiting San Jose Sharks. Kyler Yamamoto, Evander Kane, and newcomer Derek Brassard also scored to uh, snap a two-game skid for the Oilers. And Darren Artur around the NHL ends in Las Vegas, where Evgeny Dadanov had a goal and two helpers in Vegas. Defeated the Nashville Predators 6-1 on uh, a night that included a frightening injury. Golden Knights forward Brett Howden, the former... He's the former Moose Jaw Warrior, right? Was wheeled off the ice yep. on a stretcher after going headfirst into the boards near the Vegas bench. He was taken to a hospital and was in stable condition, according to the Golden Knights. So I was watching closely and dissecting the Florida-Montreal game, and then I went to bed. You, sir, told me you watched the Vegas-Nashville game. So what's your report on that tilt? Well, I mean, you watch that game and you don't, you wonder how the Vegas Golden Knights are a team that's on the outside of the playoffs looking in, right? Nashville's a pretty good hockey team. And, you know, they've got good goaltending, got Roman Yossi on the back end. You know, they've got some players up front. But, 
you know, Vegas kept coming all night. Dadnov, who we thought was going to be shipped out of town, ends up staying in town, ends up having a multi-point night and scores a goal. Stevenson was good. Um, the whole group was pretty good, you know, and, you know, Jack Eichel seems to fit in with that group pretty well right now. And uh, you know, if they play like they did last night, Vegas will be a playoff team. And uh, when they start getting some guys back like Mark Stone, they'll be, uh, they'll be dangerous again. You mentioned Chandler Stevenson. Chandler, bada-bing, Stevenson, the former Regina Pat. So what you're telling me is they grabbed their nuts last night. Is that what you're telling me? The Golden Knights? I'm telling you that, that, yeah. They they grabbed their nuts last that? night. And Logan Thompson, man, he might be the guy in goal. He's playing good. Well, because they don't have anybody else. But way to go. Vegas, our seventh highest city for viewership and number one in America, as our analytics tell us. See, I love the analytics. And I also love the people that watch every day, and I appreciate it. Uh, like Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York. He writes in, he says, I'll be following the Albany Firewolves try to bounce back from a bad game against the New York Riptide. That's in the NLL. He says, hopefully they'll be able to beat one New York-based team this season. Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, Oilers! Yes, they won. They won. And uh, I'll move on. But I love the people that tune in every single day. Tell your friends we're live on the air right now. Tell everybody the RP show is live on Game Plus plus YouTube. As I move into point three of the show topics here, the quick six. Center fielder Randall Gritchick was traded Thursday by the Blue Jays to the Colorado Rockies. Toronto got left fielder Remel Tapia and infield prospect Adrian Pinto in return. And we conferred with Clark. We deferred to producer Clark on whether this is a good trade or not. He just gave it an immediate yes, and I appreciate your speed in that delivery and decision, Clark. I do. Bingo! But, Darren, I went, yeah, I went back and I looked. I dug into it a little more. Okay. And according to the Canadian press and general manager Ross Atkins, Grichuk became expendable with George Springer becoming, or sorry, beginning the season healthy and the Blue Jays' presumptive starter in center field. Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. will bracket Springer in the outfield. So as I was reading that and putting together the quick six show topics this morning, I was thinking about this, why I was getting annoyed by the fact that, you know, if George Springer had played five more games last year, the Blue Jays probably get into the playoffs. And I don't want to start a holy war here with the Blue Jays fans and certainly not Clark. But I'm thinking this is where baseball loses me. Because I've seen guys in football play on broken feet. I've seen guys play in hockey with dislocated shoulders. And George Springer, you got a quad pull? What? For $25 million a year? What? I don't understand it. They lose me, Moose. Make some sense of it for me. This guy, George Springer, was winning games on his own when healthy. As John Lynch would say, he's GWH. Great when healthy. But it was far too rare for the Blue Jays in 2022. And then I sit back and think about this American League East prediction for the Blue Jays to be first. And I'm like, it comes down again to injuries. Because if George Springer and God knows who else can't stay healthy, they're not going to win this pennant. So that's my take on this. <laughs> they have to be healthy. You're right. They do. I mean, you're not going to win games if you can't stay healthy. I would say... You know, baseball, you're using, well, I mean, all sports, you use your legs so much that your quads are, are kind of important. Um, there's, no, there's no rest, though, in baseball. That's the one thing I noticed, I mean, is they play so many games day after day after day that you don't have, 
you know, a, a week of practice where you can rest and, and get some treatment and keep that thing covered up. Um, so that would be the difference I would see. But yeah, they got to stay healthy and he has to stay healthy. They've, they've put their, uh, their nuts on the table, so to speak, right? I mean, Grichuk's gone and now, you know, he's got to stay healthy if they're going to have a chance to really compete. Yes. Let's get the comments going. Let's hear from them. It's Friday. As you can tell, I'm feeling bouncy and spicy, and I'm uh, more than happy to get your comments in earlier on than the designated Taco Time viewer takeover. A lot of time remaining here in this opening segment of the warm-up, so we'll move on to point four. Pascal Siakam says the Toronto Raptors know that every game counts from here on out this season. Spicy P stepped up to the challenge last night, hitting six three-pointers. In a dominant 35-point performance is the Raptors down the Cleveland Cavaliers, 117-104. Tarana and Cleveland have identical records, 41-32. and 32. They're vying for a top-six spot in the Eastern Conference in a bid to avoid the play-in route to the postseason. Now, we sit and talk about potential rule changes in the CFL, uh, whatever league, NHL, we've talked about it. I like the NBA play-in tournament because now it's got more teams involved down to the end of the regular season, right? Top six are confirmed to being in the playoffs, and then it's what, seven, eight, nine, ten playing a tournament to claim the last two spots, and it's awesome. So that's an example where rule changes can really help. It, it ignites more markets, uh, makes games more important to the end. Maybe that's something that the NHL should consider. Uh, and I'm going to move on to uh, point 4B, and that's March Madness. Like after... I don't care anymore because my bracket's so far gone. I don't have a shot of winning this thing at all. So I've kind of stopped paying attention. But with Leo Routens coming on, I wanted to have some idea what was going on. So after a couple number one seeds went down Thursday night in the men's NCAA tournament, the Sweet 16 will conclude today with number three, Purdue, against Cinderella, number 15, St. Peter's, number one, Kansas, against number four, Providence, number four, UCLA, versus number eight, North Carolina. And number 10, Miami squaring off against number 11, Iowa State. The women's Sweet 16 will also get going today, highlighted by powerful number one, South Carolina, and Canadian star Letitia Amakir taking on number five, North Carolina. That's all I'll say about that. I just wanted to have a sniff of what I was talking about with Leo Routens. Um, point five, I'm going to sneak in my junior hockey stuff here, okay? SJ last night, Esteban beat Notre Dame 3-2 to go out 3-1 in that series. AJ Spruce Grove beat Whitecourt 5-0. I have no idea what's going on in that series, but I can say that my cousin Ethan's uh, junior career concluded when Canmore got swept out by Brooks. And I'm going to throw this in. Moose, it's my sixth point. Can you believe I got them all in here? And then we'll debate them wow. all coming back after the break. Yeah. In, uh, it's football, because it is a football Friday. Deshaun Watson's first day with the Cleveland Browns was anything but routine for him and for the Browns. As Deshaun arrived in Cleveland for a physical and to perhaps finally answer questions about his past behavior, a second Texas grand jury declined to indict the quarterback who has been accused of sexual misconduct by 22 women but still faces civil lawsuits. Brazoria County District Attorney Tom Selleck his name's Tom Selleck. Magnum P.I., that's what he's doing now. He's a lawyer in Texas, Magnum P.I. He said in a statement, quote, Accordingly, this matter is closed. Okay? And here in Miami Gardens, Florida, Tyreek Hill is fast on the field 
fast with his words, and fast at making first impressions. Consider this uh, highlights from Tyreek Hill's first full day as a member of the Miami Dolphins. The wide receiver, who calls himself Cheetah, raved about new coach Mike McDaniel's offense, revealed that the record-setting value of his new contract brought him to tears, and he challenged teammates to foot races. The Dolphins introduced the biggest two names from their offseason and free agency makeover, Tyree Kill and offensive lineman Teron Armstead on Thursday, and neither made any effort to hide their belief that the Dolphins are poised to make big steps forward this year. Tyree Kill got an extension, as we all know, so we talked about it the other day, from the Dolphins worth $120 million over four years, $72 million of that guaranteed. He says the only other time he remembers crying was when his daughter was born. How about that? How about 120 wow. million buys a lot of diapers. And the Dolphins called and said, do you want to come up here and be, well, down here and be part of this uh, media availability? I'm like, I can't. We're on the air at the same time as you guys are doing that. But I love it. That's, that's the way, that's the way this business needs to work. Like, what do you call it? Outreach? The teams yeah. need to do outreach. And, uh, you know, hopefully next week when the NHL GMs are down here in this area, I'll be able to set up shop and do that because we've been in talk with the National Hockey League. But it would have been cool to be part of that Dolphins thing yesterday, but it feels like that's going to happen in the future. So we'll debate all of these things when we come back, all right? This is the warm-up on a football Friday, and you are watching on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube, and 24 hours sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.